Hello friends, in this episode, I want to talk about a verse that I think I've been misreading for years. In Philippians 2, verse 21, it says, For all seek their own, not the things which are of Christ Jesus. But what are the things of Christ Jesus? And have I been seeking my own things? Have I been wrapped up in my own affairs? So, I want to share just some thoughts that I have about this passage and kind of a new understanding perspective of what this verse is talking about and really what are the things of Christ. So let's dive in. I'm JC Schroeder and this is Bite Size Seminary. The way I always thought about this passage is that the things of Christ are like living a holy life or like doing ministry, like preaching or teaching, something like that. And I've kind of thought about this as Paul is talking about this group of people who just want to do their own thing, live their life their own way, and they weren't concerned about anything about the Lord. That's how I thought about this. But I was working on this passage a couple of months ago, and I think that's not quite the emphasis or thought that Paul has here. Let me explain. If you compare this verse and even the one right before it, verse 20, in a couple of different translations, they take it in similar ways, but slightly different. So, for instance, the King James has, for I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state, for all seek their own, not the things which are of Jesus Christ. The NIV gives something similar, but slightly different terminology. I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare, for everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. And then the NLT has, I have no one else like Timothy who genuinely cares about your welfare. All the others care for themselves and not for what matters to Jesus Christ. Not to bore you with reading this in several translations, but the point I want to just draw here is that in verse 20, Paul is talking about the Philippians' welfare, their interests, what's going on in their lives, and talking about how other people are only wrapped up in their own affairs, their own interests. Now, the reason why there's some slight differences here in these different translations is that the language Paul uses is quite compressed. The King James or the New King James translates this a bit more structurally or literally with the things of Christ Jesus, the, the things of uh, themselves. Other translations do a really good job as well, capturing the sense, the interests of them, the interests of Jesus. But one thing that I think is maybe hard to see, or I'm just easily confused and didn't really make this connection before, is the connection between verse 20 and verse 21. What Paul is doing here is he's using a similar construction for their welfare, the Philippians' welfare, their interests, their affairs, their things, and the things of Christ. So to just throw my cards on the table here, what I think Paul is doing is he is equating the things of the Philippians 
with the things of Christ. So to be concerned with the things of Christ is to be concerned with the things of others, or in this respect, the things of the Philippians. Now, maybe we've jumped into this passage a little bit too quickly, but Paul here is mentioning that he is going to send Timothy to minister to the Philippian church in his stead before he comes himself after his release from prison. And he says that no one else is willing to go because all are focused on their own things, not the things of Christ. That's that's that phrase, the things of them, the things of the Philippians, the things of these people who are just wrapped up in their own things, and then the things of Christ. So that's the kind of construction that is carried along and is seems like Paul is repeating it to make this connection that the things of Christ are the things of the Philippians. The affairs, the interests of Christ are the affairs, the interests of the Philippians. And these other people that he's thought about that are near him, they are not concerned with the things of the Philippians. They're focused on their own things. And thus, in their focus of their own things, they're not actually focused on the things of Christ. And he's not saying that they're not interested in the Lord, that they're not interested in living holy lives or in doing ministry, in preaching, teaching, or anything like that. But they have a inward focus. They're only concerned with their own experience, their own experience with Christ and in their own lives. And so they have a very inward focus. Whereas the contrast here is great with the person and attitude of Christ, he has an external focus, an outward focus. If we go back to chapter 1, Paul has already talked about people who are proclaiming the gospel, the right gospel, but with the wrong motives, bad motives, so that they would be advanced, so that they would preach the gospel for their own selfish ambition. And then in chapter 2, Paul lays out beautifully this amazing picture of how Christ acts for us, is that he came and took the lowest place as a slave on the cross for us. Before this, when you looked at Christ, he was the very image of God. He was the very expression, the external appearance. It was of God because he is God. But he takes on the external appearance of a human, of a slave, something that was undesirable, the lowest of the lows. And not only that, he goes to the cross. I love that line in Philippians 2.8. He was obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. He is so concerned with us, our plight, that he gives his all for us. Now, in the second half of chapter 2, Paul is kind of applying that logic of what Christ has done for us, for his people, to how we should also follow in his footsteps. And Paul's not just describing this is the great things God has done. He uses this ethically to say this is the attitude of Christ and this must be the attitude of his people, of believers, that they too should adopt his attitude, his mindset. And so now here in the second half of chapter 2, he continues to apply that logic of what Christ has done for us to show how we should act towards others. He says we should not be internally driven people by our own comfort, 
our own ambition, advancement, but be externally driven to be concerned about others and serve them. He's already given the supreme example of Christ, and then he gives Timothy and Epaphroditus as like real-world examples, if you will, of people just like the Philippians, those that they would know and that they would identify with. They say, see, look how they are faithful, just as Christ is faithful, be like them. So coming back to this starting passage here in Philippians 2.21, for all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. For all, or how the King James reads, for all seek their own own, not the things which are Christ Jesus. Now, of course, the Lord greatly desires for us to live holy lives. He greatly desires for us to be involved in ministry and preaching and teaching and things like that. But he wants us to be his body, to adopt his mindset, his lifestyle in our own, and to be concerned with others, to not be solely inwardly focused in ourselves, but to go out to see the needs of others and to minister to those needs. And when we do that, we are so concerned with the things of God. It's not like, like this is the challenge, I think, when, when we prepare for a message or teaching and something gets interrupted and somebody needs something and we go, oh, you're, you're, you're keeping me from doing God's work here. No, not really. Like God's work is just as much, if not more so, of embodying Christ to others in the way that we act and live towards them. Just as much, if not more so, than in our more public or popular sort of ministry endeavors of preaching and teaching. And so, I don't know, I am just would encourage us that we would have more of this attitude, this life in our lives of not being so inwardly focused, so concerned with only ourselves and what we get to do and how we feel about things, but that we would see others with the eyes of Christ, that we would have compassion and concern for others. And in doing that, reminding ourselves that that is the heart of Christ that that is us being concerned with the things of Christ Jesus. That's all I really have for today. It's kind of a shorter podcast, I guess. Just wanted to give you a small window into some of my odd, odd thoughts. And I appreciate you listening. And I hope that is an encouragement to you. Pray the Lord will continue to bless you and look forward to talking with you next time. Thanks for listening.